This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here, founder of Relatable. I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Um, I'm excited to talk with you on this particular episode of the podcast. I probably say that every time, but it's the truth. When I have these ideas of things that I just want to share with you and offer you, I get really excited about it. I get so pumped to just know that it's out there in the world and that you are receiving it and that you're listening to it at just the right time and that it's the exact message that you need. So I hope that is the case today. And I hope that has been the case um, in our journey together on this podcast so far. Uh, So today I am talking on the topic of how to want to, right? And so this idea came to me because I talk with a lot of you and have certainly had my own experiences of just not wanting to, right? Like you can almost fill in the blank with anything that you don't want to do, right? And there's this term, I'm sure you're familiar, of like sometimes you just get all in your feelings and you don't want to, right? And so today I'm talking specifically about those times when you either, one, don't want to put forth the effort to continue to try to work on your marriage and be better in your marriage and just try to push this train along that seems like it wants to be stuck, right? So if you're feeling like you're in a place of stagnation where you're not experiencing any changes and you're doing all the things you feel like you're supposed to be doing, but your husband is not, right? And you're at this place where you're just like, I just don't want to anymore. It's too hard. It's not worth it. This podcast will definitely offer you some valuable insight. Um, If you're at a place where you just don't want to be nice and loving, right? That's just not like you don't want to because of resentment, because of unforgiveness, because of something your husband has done or said that has hurt you. And now you have this exterior of just anger, right? You walk around angry at him, angry at life, angry at yourself even. Um, And so you don't want to be nice and you don't want to be loving. This podcast episode is probably going to be pretty helpful for you. And if you also find, which is related um, to what I just mentioned, but if you also find that you just can't or don't want to let go and forgive. And I know a lot of times it feels like you can't forgive, but I want to introduce the notion that it's really you don't want to forgive. 
And when I say that, you may be listening and have some reaction to that because no one likes to think of themselves as someone who doesn't want to forgive because we're taught, we're conditioned, God commands us to forgive. And so to even acknowledge that you don't want to, to even acknowledge there's some things you don't want to let go of is a little bit uncomfortable. And this whole conversation is probably going to be uncomfortable because we're talking about the things you don't want to do. And so the reason you don't want to do them is because they feel uncomfortable, right? It feels uncomfortable to pour into someone, to pour into a a relationship and a marriage that's not yielding you any noticeable benefits. It feels uncomfortable to be nice and loving to someone who is dismissive, who is selfish, who is rude, and who is disrespectful to you. It feels uncomfortable to let go of something that hurt you at your core because you feel like in letting it go, that means you condone it or that means that you are somehow weak for forgiving. And so we're going to have an uncomfortable conversation and I want to introduce to you that that can be okay because it's in the discomfort. It's in the, what doesn't feel normal that true transformation happens, that your growth is in progress, right? And so I want to just suggest to you that maybe it's okay that you're uncomfortable. Maybe that's the tug between who you are now and who God is calling you to be. That there is something within you wanting to be better, wanting to put forth the effort, wanting to be nice and loving, wanting to let go and forgive, but your old self is still stuck, not wanting to let go. And you just have to make the choice of who do you want to be? Like, where are you headed? What is the ultimate destination that you want to be at, right? Because if you want to stay stuck where you are, then stay comfortable in your frustration, in your apathy, in your indifference, in your resentment, right? Those things feel comfortable to you because you've been there so long. But if you want something more, if you want inner peace, if you want freedom emotionally, if you want to just experience love, like love is the best emotion to feel. And it's available to you every second of every day. And so a lot of times when we tell ourselves we don't want to, we're just blocking so many better things from entering into our life. And so I just want to briefly share with you what I believe are three pieces of this puzzle of getting to a place of wanting to. And the amazing thing about how we are created is that God gives us free will, right? Like he doesn't actually even mandate that we love him, (laughs) right? That is the commandment, but he doesn't make us do it. He has the power to like go inside our minds and make us love him in a certain way, but he doesn't. He gives us the free will to do that, which means we have the power to will ourselves to do 
anything we choose. And so that power is always available to you in your marriage. You have the power to will yourself to think a certain way, to be a certain way, to act a certain way any moment you choose. Like the power of God is inside of you. Like if you really just thought about that, there would be nothing that you couldn't do if you wanted to. Right? So today I'm just going to tell you three ways you can get yourself to want to. Because sometimes that's the hardest part. So the first piece of this puzzle is you have to see the bigger picture. So that's number one. You have to see the bigger picture, which means you have to be able to have a vision. You have to have eyesight beyond the here and now. Right? We are so conditioned to just focus on now. This is how I'm feeling now. And a lot of times in focusing on the now, we don't even consider what could be in the future. And we don't often consider the impact of our choices now on that future. And so if you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling hurt, um, a lot of times that momentary emotion triggered by a particular situation is all you focus on. And you don't consider how if I act out of this emotion now, what it will mean in the future. We don't think about the consequences of our behaviors and the consequences of our decisions. And so in seeing the bigger picture, one of the things you have to ask yourself is like, what is the impact? Right. So for the things you don't want to do, if you don't do them, what is the impact? Not only what is the impact in the now, but what is the cumulative impact in the future? Who would be hurt? Who would be affected? Whose life would be impacted if you don't do what you are supposed to do what God is calling you to do right now. Like what would happen? I know for myself, when I get very frustrated and in negative emotion related to my husband, I just think about my children. And I think about the fact that if I don't let this go, if I don't forgive, if I don't find a way to shift my own thinking and my own mindset in this moment, that I could then make a decision that ultimately changes the entire trajectory of my family and the well-being of my children, right? And you guys know my children are small. They're two and four. And every time I come into contact with other adults and they talk about the time when their parents got divorced and what that did to them, my heart breaks, And I think to myself, like, I don't want to be responsible for creating that. I don't want my children to have that ever be part of that, their narrative. And so that doesn't just mean to me that I stay married, right? Because a lot of us are making that choice of just staying married, which actually 
is also damaging to the children, especially when there's a lot of conflict or abuse or just a horrible situation. But what that means to me is not only do I make the decision to remain committed to my marriage, but I make the decision to remain committed to my marriage and to make sure it thrives, right? Which is an extra step. That's like going above and beyond. Because I think about the impact, right? It's not enough to just coexist and to stay in a space married to someone to just have the status of being married, of keeping your children in an intact home if that home is not happy, if that home is not healthy. You are doing nothing for your children. And so you have to see the bigger picture beyond the here and the now. Another perspective that was so helpful for me is that a lot of times people feel in the moment that life would be better without their spouse, especially if you know you legitimately can live your life just fine without him, right? Like you are independent enough, like you have a great job, you have steady income and can pay your own bills and you can find help and all of those things. Like if you are in the mind space of really not being able to identify how your husband contributes positively to your life right now, it's very easy to just think you would be so much better off without him. And, you know, for some of you, that may be true, right? I'm I'm not having a direct one-on-one conversation with you. Um, But for those of you where it may not be true, I just want you to paint a picture down the road of like, what would the next decade of your life look like if he were not in your life? And then the next decade after that, And then the next decade after that, when you're like into your 60s and your 70s, and maybe your health is declining, and you gave up on maintaining a companion because of the fact that he didn't compliment you (laughs) now, in this decade, in this moment in time. Right? I was reading this book and I often recommend it, um, Sacred Marriage by Gary Chapman, which talks about the concept that marriage is not just to make you happy, but it's to make you holy. And in this book, he talks a lot about endurance and perseverance and being persistent in your marriage. And he paints this picture of like a person who decided to leave the marriage And because they were just unhappy, right? Again, it wasn't abuse. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like, this person doesn't make me happy anymore. And later on down the line, they developed cancer, right? And they didn't have other family around to take care of them. And they gave up this marriage for you know, what wasn't happening for them right now, but they didn't know that later down the road in their life, they would need their husband to be there with them during an extremely challenging, isolating, lonely health crisis. And so I don't want to be extremely morbid, but that stuck with me. Like, that's a long book. And that story stuck with me because it was like, wow, like, I don't know. And you don't know, like, you don't know what your life path is. And yet, 
God has joined you together with this other person, not only for this time right now, but sometime in the future, which is why marriage is intended to be a lifelong commitment because you never know how this person is supposed to be in your life and serve a very unique purpose in your life later on. And so you have to look beyond the here and now, beyond the hurt emotions right now at the bigger picture, okay? The second piece of this puzzle of how to want to is just recognizing your own selfishness in the moment, right? When you don't want to do something, when you don't want to put forth the effort, when you don't want to be nice and when you don't want to let go, all you're essentially doing is elevating your needs over your husband's. Like in that moment, what you need and what you want is the most important thing. And it's to the neglect of what the marriage needs, of what your family needs, and what your husband might need. And I know for the past few episodes, I've been hitting hard on selfishness. I probably need to create a specific episode only on this topic. I know I've been interweaving it in. And that's because, you know, God has been dealing and revealing to me even just the ways that I am selfish. Like anytime I want my husband to do something or to be a certain way, it's serving me and me only. And so when you find yourself resistant to being loving and being kind and putting forth the effort, it's because you're only focused on yourself. You're only looking at what you're not getting or how you should be getting something that you're not getting. And so when you're not getting what you want, then you shut it down, right? It's sort of like this tit for tat. Like if you're not going to do this for me, then I'm not going to do that for you. And that is being selfish. And I know no one likes to be like pointed the finger at and told that they are selfish, but we all are selfish. We are. And so that is a part of ourselves that has to die, right? In order for our marriages to thrive. And you know, you you have to be aware of it. And essentially what's happening when you tell yourself, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put forth the effort. I don't want to be nice. I don't want to forgive that. What is really happening is you're having an adult temper tantrum, right? You're having an adult temper tantrum where I'm not getting what I want. And so I'm going to shut down or I'm going to complain or I'm going to have a fit. And I just want to ask you, like, is that who you want to be? Is that how you want to be? If the answer is no, then you have to just ask yourself some different questions, right? Because when you ask yourself great questions, you come up with great answers and great solutions. And so... What do you do to get out of this space of being selfish? How do you put your focus on something else other than you? Right? Is there some compromise in this situation? Are you upholding the standards of how you want to be? Right? And how might you, you know, look at your feelings and process your feelings in a different way to arrive at a different conclusion? 
right? And so it's just really important that you know that really in these moments where you're resisting doing the higher good thing, right? Because putting forth the effort and being nice and letting go and forgiving, those are all the things that your higher self wants to do. Those are all spiritual things, right? That's your spirit calling you to be better and to do better. Those things are the ways of God. And so when you don't do those things, it's because your ego is taking over and your ego is only concerned about you and your needs and what you're getting. It doesn't care about giving at all. And if you see that in yourself, you just have to ask yourself, like, do I like that? Like, am I proud to say that about myself? The answer is probably no. Right? And then the last point that I want to share with you about how to want to (laughs) is you have to begin to challenge your thoughts. Right? So when you tell yourself, I don't want to. A lot of times we get into a habitual pattern of thinking that so much that it becomes a hard and fast belief. And beliefs are things that we at our core know, and I say no in air quotes, to be true. Because the reality is they're not true. But we've been telling ourselves these things for so long that our mind can't even conceive that it's not true. And so when you tell yourself, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be nice to him. I don't want to keep trying in this marriage. I don't want to let go of that thing he did that upset me and hurt me. You believe that you can't, right? You believe that you can't let go of it because you're feeling like you can't let go of it. You're thinking that you can't let go of it. You're being a person who isn't letting go of it, who isn't being nice who isn't putting forth the effort. And so I want you to recognize the fact that all of the thoughts that float through your mind, none of them are true, especially the negative ones, right? And so when you tell yourself, I don't want to, I want you to get into the habit of questioning and challenging that. Like, why would I say that? Why would I consciously think I don't want to put forth an effort in my marriage? Like, why is that my choice? Why is that something I'm selecting to focus my attention on? Because here's the thing, like you have the opportunity to focus your attention on the exact opposite, which is I do want to put forth the effort in my marriage. I do. I do want to be an amazing, loving wife that is kind and nice to my husband. I do want to let go of those things that don't serve me. I do want to have a heart that forgives and that is open and loving. Those thoughts are available to you, but they're only available to you when you're willing to challenge the thinking that you don't want to, right? And so you have to begin to dig deeper. Like, why would I choose that? What have I been telling myself that has allowed me to get to a place where this is acceptable to me? And if I didn't believe this thought, 
if I recognize that this is a lie from like the enemy and a lie from my ego, a lie from my lower self that's just trying to keep me chained down in unhappiness, then you have to ask yourself, like, who would I be if I didn't have this thought? Like, if you could actually eliminate the thought, I don't want to, if that was never something that ever entered in your mind, but that instead you were always thinking of, of course I want to, I get to, I'm excited to, I can't wait to, who would you be? How would you act? I'm pretty sure it's a different person. I'm pretty sure it's a person who's really happy. I'm pretty sure it's a person who is operating out of a space of love. And I'm pretty sure that person is amazing. I'm pretty sure that's the person that your husband would be excited to be around. That's the person that your husband would be excited to put forth an equal amount of effort to but not the person who's only putting forth the effort in order to get something in return, right? You know those people in your life. You know those people who do things for you, but have their hand out just the same. You sense that energy, whether they ever say anything or not. And so you have to ask yourself, is that the energy you're giving off? Are you doing things in your marriage and for your marriage and for your husband because you want something back, And if that's the case, you kind of have to check your motives because you should be doing those things because it's the right thing to do. It's who you want to be regardless. And so maybe the reason you still feel stuck is because you don't have pure intentions. And he can sense that. Your energy is everything. A lot of times we try to mask our emotions by fake smiles and saying the right words and sort of cleaning up our sarcastic comments. But the truth is always there because the truth lives in the energy you are bringing to the interaction, to the conversation, to the dynamic in your marriage. And so you have got to change your energy. You've got to change your thinking. You've got to change your beliefs. You've got to change your behaviors. You've got to change how you even see yourself. And so I just want to suggest that you eliminate ever thinking that you don't want to do something that's good for your marriage, that's good for you, that's good for your husband. That is not who you are. You are a person of love. You are a person of kindness and compassion and understanding and grace and mercy. You are made in the image of God. And I want you, as you think about who you are in your marriage, to think about that you have every single day, every single second, the opportunity to be a reflection of your creator, to be a reflection of God. And so when does God ever say, I don't want to? When we come to him Only because we need something. When does he turn his back on us? 
Never. His arms are always open. His ear is always available. He is at the ready to be with us, to please us, to make us happy. And so if you could begin to see that that is who you are, because again, you are made in the image of God, the power of God, the character of God is within you at your deepest core. But you have let life, you have let disappointments, you have let upset and unmet expectations mask that and hide that. And I want to break through. I want to break through and speak to your spirit because your spirit is yearning to be expressed in your marriage and you have to allow it. And so right now, I just want you to commit to eliminating the belief that you don't want to. That is not true. You are called to walk in it, embrace it, and watch the difference be made in you, in your husband, and in your marriage. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back with you next week. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.